Hi, I'm Kristen. And I'm Mike. You want me to do that when you're not drinking water? <laughs> yes. Okay. That was a surprise attack. <laughs> it didn't even occur to me that I was like, mm. in my own world. Hi, I'm Kristen. And I'm Mike. And we're lost in the Sunnydale stacks. This is the Sunnydale Stacks, where every other week we immerse ourselves in the world of Sunnydale, California, and review two episodes of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. This week, we're dusting off Consequences and Doppelgangland. So did you watch uh, Beyonce's Formation video? I mean, is it the one that's in New Orleans? Yeah. Yeah, I've seen it. I didn't okay. know it was like... I feel like this is thing. new nerd status. That, like, raise your hand if, like, out there in audio land, mm -hmm. raise your hand if when she just kept saying, going, we slay, I was like, oh, <laughs> right? I was so excited. Oh, I was like, boy. that makes her a slayer. <laughs> <laughs> and then the vampires came crawling out of the water. He's like, oh, shit. Bits are right. Because oh, Bay's got a stake. Did you ever read that swamp thing? No. There's uh it's the uh from correctly the Alan Moore run on Swamp Thing in the early eighties. There's this awesome uh like I think it's maybe two issues or something, story where it's all about this town that I think previously in the canon of Swamp Thing, uh, uh, they had flooded to get rid of a bunch of vampires. Oh. But it basically just like kind of made them adapt to the water in a weird way. So sure. it's, uh basically the swamp thing has to fight a giant group of underwater vampires, which is pretty That's awesome. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, so have you read, read World War Z? Uh, yes. It I is one of my it, favorite like, books. first came out, yeah. Like, I read it like nine times, and mm -hmm. I will read it again, except that, like, there's a million other books that I probably should read. Mm -hmm. But I think a very fascinating aspect of that is the idea that, like, zombies just walked under the ocean. Mm -hmm. They just kept walking. Yeah. And they would just walk up the coast. That is creepy as fuck. <laughs> but then when you think about it, like vampires could do the same thing mm -hmm. because they don't breathe. Yeah. Well, yeah. It, they might later, starve. I mean, it's a long on, walk. A slight angel spoiler. At one point, um, angel gets like sunk underwater for a large amount of time where he's True. just in a box. Yeah, I forgot about that. He kind of goes crazy. Yeah. He gets a lot of times where he's just like, hey, let's send you away someplace horrible and go crazy and then we'll get you back. Yeah. It's just at this point, it should just be like... Again, <laughs> yeah, this is another fine mess you've gotten me into, Angelus. <laughs> now let's head into the Sunnydale stacks and open the books on consequences. <laughs> Buffy is dreaming that she's drowning. Which I have to really imagine is a reoccurring one with her. Like, I get this is kind of specific because she, it's, it's because Faith mentioned dumping mm -hmm. a body. But I also feel like she probably has a lot of drowning nightmares. I, I could see that happening. Although she seems to have so many other random, like, prophetic nightmares or, you know, nightmares that connect her to somebody else or something. She's got a lot of nightmare real estate that's already being taken up. She does not have good dreams. This no. poor girl. I just want to see like one Buffy dream that's like sunshine, lollipops, and da, 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 then I do a thing that's nice. That's, uh, what was the when she and Giles opened up some sort of like? Oh yeah, the, the I forget what they opened up. Something warehouse in 
Poughkeepsie. I don't know <laughs> yeah, what sure. it was. Um, it was the, the comical thing that they opened up. Um, but before we get too far into the episode, I do want to mention something. I didn't really, it didn't bug me as much the last time, but just in the flashback of the previously on, mm-hmm. kind of bugged me. I didn't really notice when Buffy smashes the case to grab the knife and they're doing that whole thing. There were a lot of better weapons. She took a pretty crappy knife. She did take the the wimpiest little knife. Yeah. I did notice that. That like, yeah. there's all these badass things, and she took like the knife that you use to cut lemons. Yeah, like, it was the, like the it was like a little... weird little dagger. It didn't really look that amazing or effective, especially when you're fighting like vampires. I mostly, I think, I I think I got distracted like during the episode mm-hmm. because she does the badass thing where she breaks the window and yeah. catches it on the fall. Yeah. So it's like, I don't really care what you just grabbed. That was good. So it's not until the previous line that you realize like, that was just a weird choice. So that just because you knew you could do that trick. Yeah. Yeah. I think I also at that point was just like, Ooh, she's got a knife. A knife. She's got a knife. She's got a knife, and there's faith and faith, and the knife and knife and faith and foreshadowing. <laughs> it sounds like a vocal warm up. Sure, uh, we can do that. <laughs> so uh, Alan grabs her in this dream and drags her deeper into the water, but just as she reaches the surface, Faith dunks her back under. Nice. That's a mean trick. What mm-hmm. a bully! Uh, she wakes up to another nightmare. Alan's body has been found. But this one's for real. I know. I do want to point out that it seems like Joyce is wearing pajamas that are chair-specific camouflage. <laughs> the same print. Her pajamas match that chair to an insane degree. We uh, didn't get to delve too far into Joyce's OCD in this show, but, you know, <laughs> she just has to match every room she's in. That's that that's probably why she works at a gallery because there's so much blank wall space she yeah. just wears a white suit she's fine all, white, the, all, day. all the time mm-hmm. yeah. and then she stands in front of a monet and she's like fuck Duh, i gotta change for top <laughs> the next day at school wesley asks the slayers to look into the deputy mayor's murder you mean giles the next generation that one cordy and wes meet for the first time mm. uh he's smitten he mistakes her for a teacher which I'm okay with because she's been dressing so teacherly. Recently. I know. Like, it's so weird. And I know I said this in the last episode. Something about the way she's dressing and doing her hair makes her look older than she does in anything else in the yeah, Buffyverse. It's definitely. so weird. And, like, it's not that, like, she looks old. She just looks older than her character. Yeah. By a yeah. lot. And, like, I, I know they're all way past high school. Mm-hmm. But, like... She's just holding herself very yeah. maturely. Yeah. I don't know if it's, like, they thought it was a character thing of, like... When she had that bad breakup with Xander, she's trying to be, I'm going to be tougher and more she's just closed super off. super confident and like, yeah, yeah haughty. Yeah, so I'm super adult now. But it comes off looking like, no, I, I feel like maybe I've I've been misjudging this and this has been a never been kissed situation this whole time. That you're secretly like 25 <laughs> back in high school and you're just kind of letting it slip now. You're not as good at the act. This was a weird thing in high school, though, when you got that new teacher that was fresh out of college. You were going to say, you know, when that never been kissed thing happened to you in real life? No, you always had that like teacher that was fresh out of college and you were very aware, especially as a senior, that you're Mm -hmm. like, uh, you're like, this is close for comfort. You're like four years older than me. Mm -hmm. This is weird. It was. I mean, that's all I got, really. I was just talking to uh, a friend recently about that, about when she first became a teacher Mm -hmm. and, um, like the students would hit on her because she is not that much older than that. Yeah. And you had some super seniors that didn't graduate in four years. So oh. she really was like the same age as them. She's like, awkward. 
But at least with that, it's probably not going to be the most attractive person to somebody who goes into teaching, who therefore has a good amount of intelligence and interested in academics compared to somebody who did not graduate high school yeah, the first time. <laughs> I, I was thinking the other way around that the teacher would be the one rejecting that. One. I think they would just reject each other. Yeah. I don't. I don't think. I think it would be mutual. Like not for me, no thanks. Buffy pleads to Faith that they need to tell someone what happened. Faith refuses. Buffy tries to connect with Willow, but mm. Willow's clearly still feeling hurt from being snubbed by Buffy. I love how subtle it is. I don't think I've ever really noticed this. That in this episode, she goes back to wearing overalls which she hadn't in a little while like she wasn't like big into the overalls for a while and i feel like maybe it's all it's kind of because she's feeling uh a little vulnerable like Mm -hmm. she she's gotten rejected by buffy right after having this whole thing with xander and oz and and cordy that whole relationship thing grew up and it feels like she's kind of socially regressing a little bit i feel like they're doing that on purpose to set us up for the next episode mm-hmm. because the next episode her fashion gets ridiculous. yeah and so i feel like they're just like i mean we gotta just ease you into the fluffiness <laughs> uh, but i do like the subtlety here and i it makes me think a lot about um dead man's party mm. and uh just the the really perfectly subtle way that like your friends can just just be cold enough just mm. a little bit that you will pick up on it that probably an outside of reservoir yeah. would be like they're fine yeah but there's something wrong yeah i do like the reference also to deratting amy yeah which apparently is a parody for this episode and then again for like three years yeah we'll see in season four amy <laughs> uh willow bales that night, Angel's watching the cops process the crime scene. Some real squinty, suspicious angel it's very, eyes. Very creepy. He's got squinty angel eyes. <laughs> it's a good thing the cops don't see him because it'd be like, <laughs> I think you're a murderer. Yeah, you're, you're a guy creep. just in all black squinting at us <laughs> with a, a, a very befuddled look on your face. He was uh, returned to the crime scene, I'm telling mm-hmm. you. Uh, so that witness is lying, by the way. The witness that was like, I heard a man scream. Alan did not scream. Here's the thing, though. We don't, we, I mean, that's assuming that the witness is reliable. And that that's she's what not I'm saying, about, he's lying. But, or that she's not just talking about another scream, or that she got it wrong and she thought she heard a scream when she didn't. Liar. And there's a lot of reasons why she might have heard a scream. Or maybe the the officer was just like, oh, when did you hear the scream? Like, oh, no, I didn't hear a scream. I just heard some noises, and I thought somebody was getting killed. We didn't hear the next line. She could have been like, oh, no, I didn't say scream. I said screech. Ah. Screech from Save by the Bell was yes, hanging out. I, I heard Dustin Diamond. <laughs> he was doing a monologue from Twelfth Night. <laughs> what are you referencing? Twelfth Night, it's a Shakespeare play? No, that I got. But did Dustin Diamond do that? <laughs> no, I... Oh, you hope, made that I up. I not, yes. That was a very specific thing to make up. Good job. Way to improv. <laughs> yes, and... <laughs> uh, so it, Angel can smell that Alan's blood matches the blood that was on Buffy's hand last night. Mm. Meanwhile, the mayor is so bummed out about Aww. Alan's death that even the Shredder can't cheer him Aww. up. I also love in this scene... Uh, and I feel it's appropriate because since this is Trick's last episode, I think he has the best suit jacket. It's like a crushed velour. Nice. Oh, it is gorgeous. I would wear a crushed velour jacket. Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to be on the lookout for one. <laughs> I think of this scene every time. My last job, I had to use a shredder a lot, and mm. I would always just be like, 
The good thing there were Buffy fans in that yeah. office because I'd have to say it's not working. It's supposed to give me a lift. The shredder's fun every time. And they're like, no, we get, we got it, Kristen. Thank you. All our listeners are just so sad. They can't be in an office with me annoyingly just repeating these quotes all the time. Mayonnaise under fingernails. <laughs> Uh, here's a question. Uh, I guess this really doesn't come until when they're looking through the files, but mm-hmm. why not just get rid of the folders, too? Why are you keeping all those folders? Yeah, that's weird. Like, I mean, like, recycling? Yeah, like, I, I get you can't shred them because they got metal and plastic and junk in them, and maybe your shredder isn't that No, I'm saying expensive. that, like, you don't want to waste them. You can reuse folders. Those things come with fi- with with labels that you can change out. Yeah, but I think it looks more suspicious to have, like, these empty folders that clearly just had something in them. They're not planning on people breaking in. But then why are they destroying things? Fair. All right. I feel like, or at least like move it to a pile. Like maybe if you don't throw them out, like put them in, put like, in a the, box. the supply closet or something. Yeah, yeah. sure. We just got to take lessons from you on uh, espionage. Mm-hmm. How come you're so good at this, Mike? <laughs> <laughs> so the mayor seems conflicted. Uh, was he, is he sad that Alan was murdered? Is he mad that Alan left a paper trail? Is he regretful that he can't scold him? He's just feeling a lot of feelings right now. Yeah. Everybody yeah. grieves in their own way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, I think it is appropriately kind of muddled because I feel like he, he was definitely coming to a point where something had to happen with, with Alan. Yeah. And it might have been him killing him, might have been him, you know, feeding him to Trick, might have been him pitting him against Trick and see who wins. But it felt like there was about to be something happening there. I and really then, think it'd be interesting to like see the alternate universe where mm-hmm. Alan goes to the Slayers to like be like, yeah, yo, something's up, because <laughs> that's how Alan would talk. Yo, something's <laughs> up. I'm the mayor's aide, and I'm here to say it's fun to reveal things in a mayor's aidly way. That all the time. I, th- I just think it'd be interesting to see how that would have played out. Yeah. Uh, we also find out that Alan did have wooden splinters in mm-hmm. his heart, so it the mayor knows it was the yeah. gals later buffy and faith break into city hall to get more info on alan this is where they go through the files uh mm-hmm. on their way out they spot the mayor and mr trick together so <gasps> bum, bum, bum. they've met mr trick before so they know he's no good so yeah. now they're like all right this mayor mm-hmm. he's a shady bitch <laughs> science bitch <laughs> oh god it's been a podcast. coming back uh buffy calls out faith on pretending that she's okay mm-hmm. faith thinks that being slayers makes them a class apart. They're better. They're above the law. How do you feel about that? Uh, that's a real dumb way to live your life. I'm trying to think of the right term for that. Is that a sociopath? Um, definitely at, at least very narcissistic, if not like some kind of sociopath or. Is it fascist? I mean, I guess if your if your justification for it is that I have the most power, might makes right kind of thing, which is kind of what she's saying. Yeah, I guess it is in a way. It's yeah. a, a bit fascist. There's all sorts of like, excuse mm-hmm. me, you are being un-American here. It's it's not the murder so much as the the uh, uh, unpatriotic nature. It is just no. This is the land of the free and the home <laughs> of the brave, miss. <laughs> you can't just go staking anybody you like. All men and slayers are created equal. <laughs> Wait, does that leave out women who aren't slayers? I feel like we need to rewrite this law. Yeah, no, they belong in the kitchen. Uh oh. Um, and should just shouldn't vote because it's too hard on their brains. Uh, just wait until we endorse a candidate uh, for the 2016 election out there, everybody. I'm endorsing the mayor. 
Yep. <laughs> the mayor for the president. <laughs> yep. As Buffy returns home, the cops are waiting for her. Uh, and this mm. is going to be intercut with Fate's interrogation. I like the editing here. It, the it's very swooping good. around and having it be go behind the detective and come back at the other location. That kind of stuff is really neat. Yeah, it's really nice. You're also able to compare their testimonies better because mm-hmm. you're getting the same questions at the same time, yeah. which they're almost there until yeah. they ask what was on TV. If I flirted anything from TV, like cop stuff, it's like if you're going to have an alibi with someone always agree what was on television at yeah, that time yeah it comes up in everything yeah. yeah it's since like 12 finger even probably before that even it was like hey what movie was it like oh no drat you caught me it's like how did you not think that was going to be the next question and buffy come on infomercial nobody watches yeah. you know infomercials yeah i mean then the next person is like oh so how high were you both yeah. You were watching infomercials <laughs> together for five hours. Oh, God. So they, um, the TVs at my gym, oh, there's only three channels, ESPN, CNN, and some local channel. Mm. And weekend mornings, the local channel is just the same infomercial for some knee thing oh, device and it's like turn it off just turn off the tvs don't even change the channel just turn that off i hate looking at it i can't stop staring at it make it stop that's that's such a weird choice so buffy goes to willow willow finally opens up about being excluded from the slayers club so i love smg but the moment here where she breaks into tears mm-hmm. is awful. Yeah. It's, it's bad. It seemed like they needed a few more takes and they, they just didn't have time. It looks like she sneezed. <laughs> like she's, I, I, the reason I, she's covering I, up. I killed a man. In that. The reason she's covering up her whole face is to hide the fact that she's not really crying and we can tell. Uh-huh. 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 I am so sad. I think they did a bunch of takes of this and they were just like, you know what? Just cover up your face and we'll fake it. Like she just wasn't feeling it that day. Yeah. That's a bummer. It's just weird because usually like, and like she's even said, I can't uh, laugh on cue, but I can cry on cue. So it's weird when she biffs a crying scene. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Willow convinces Buffy to seek help from Giles. So she goes to the library where Faith has already told Giles that Buffy did it. Oh, I just... It's for some reason this is always one of those moments where it's it's kind of like that thing where if you see somebody get a paper cut on film, it's a thousand times worse than seeing somebody get their head chopped off. Yeah. Oh god. Can, Even you just like, you saying the word paper cut. Exactly. Yeah. You can feel it. For some reason, this all, I can always I always get so angry. Even though there's oh, much so worse mad. things that many characters do all the time, but like this feels so relatable in some way almost. Oh, it's so slimy yeah. and just the lowest of the low. Like mm-hmm. really yeah. you're going to like pretend tattle to her father figure oh. first so that she can't turn you in. Like are you ki- After you like kept saying oh no we don't need to tell anybody we're going to be fine but I'm so cool and tough and then you just try to weasel your way out of it. Uh, I literally like when this was playing was just sitting here swearing to myself just it's a good thing the neighbor's kid can't hear me through the wall or i hope she can't like like joe pesci and hobo yes except not the pg version (laughs) oh i now want to see a version of that when they replace all the fake swears with real swears oh my god there's plenty of movies where he swears you can get those clips yes that would be great someone (laughs) should do that 
I just can't tell you how many different versions I've thought of that would be fun to see dub over Bane's lines in the last Dark Knight movie, Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. His lips don't move. You could put any dialogue in there. That's true. That'd be a Joe Pesci voice would be funny. For that. <laughs> <Yeah>. Sure. <laughs> that would be fun. What did she about my shine box? Batman. <laughs> Giles dismisses Faith uh, and the pretense that he's going to punish Buffy. Oh. But in reality, he figured it out. Which, like, the second he does, yeah. you're like, oh, of course you did. Yeah. Like, I'm all nervous for her. And then he's like, I mean, you know, oh, yeah. No, I know yeah. she did. You're like, I oh. love that little twist that it's immediately like, oh, no, I knew she was lying. She's terrible. Um, <laughs> and I just, he, this is, like, so badass. For some reason, the scene, even though it's just, like, mostly him just saying, like, okay, this is what we're going to do. Dip, 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 dip. He's not fighting vampires or talking about some great you know text and using his expertise he's just so authoritative and calm and commanding i just think he's so badass yeah so just non-flustered yeah like first off after like a really good performance of pretending mm-hmm. to be mad at buffy like that yeah. was good acting job oh the way he said now oh i loved yeah. it like that was that was the way my dad says now You're yeah like, oh mm, uh, mm, mm, go to my room <laughs> got it uh, it's like i don't want to hear it. oh so good and then yeah to immediately be like oh yeah i'm totally nonplussed and it was faith and i have a plan already yeah, it's great. And then bum bum bum, Wesley. Uh, yeah. So Wesley's hearing it. It's protocol that the, he's supposed to contact the Watchers Council, mm-hmm. but Giles doesn't think that's right for Faith because yeah. he's smart. Mm-hmm. Wesley overhears, and because he's a putz, he's less <sighs> pers- he's less perceptive and calls the council. I thought you were gonna say he's left perspiring. <laughs> no, I said he's left perspective. I'm like, nope. <laughs> he's- He's got, you know, his red eye is not very good. Should be wearing a patch, honestly. Willow suggests an intervention, uh, which did not work for them last time. Uh, Xander suggests a one-on-one with him since they oh, connected. Oh, so gross. I do not like that Willow has such a strong reaction to this. Yeah. It, it doesn't seem to make sense. It's a little petty. Like, you her. don't get this again. You've already no. gotten this. You got to do this when he was dating Cordy. Yeah. Now you guys had your thing. That's yeah. in the past. You're with Oz. You just don't. This is weird. Yeah, you don't You don't get to be upset about you this. You almost slept with Oz. You tried to. And now you're upset that he's sleeping with someone. Like, yeah. no. I mean, I guess the only justification is that she, like... She thought better of him that he would have better taste than to sleep with Faith, and she doesn't really. I understand her being disappointed and kind of being like gross, buddy. But the bawling in the bathroom is like, uh, excuse me. You broke my heart. Like, no. No. Your heart should not have been with him. Yeah, her initial reaction, like, it could have been read as like, Mm -hmm. gross, buddy. Yeah. Like, don't. I'm I'm very disappointed in you, but yeah. Once you're, she's in the bathroom, like we've seen this. Yeah, it's it's. Uh, I mean, I guess, the only other thing I guess you could make the argument that she's just in a very vulnerable emotional place, having dealt with the feeling excluded uh, thing, and maybe she's still kind of upset about just learning that her best friend was there when somebody got murdered in front of her. But that's that's still I don't I don't feel like that's enough to justify how upset she gets about this. Yeah, it's a weird reaction. Yeah. I do like the line, though. Oh, I don't need to say, oh, I, I got it before. Yeah. <laughs> Later at Fates, Xander tries to appeal to her, but she is immediately defensive. Yeah. Because it's Xander. And he's awkward. He's not, he's not, he's not good at that. At this, no. no. So she throws him on the bed and kind of grinds up on him. And, like, bites his lip. And, and it's like, oh, are they going to? Oh, oh is, nope. Goes into yeah, Strangletown. It's. 
Yeah, so he's not resisting her. And I get it. He's yeah. a dude and she's writhing on top of his junk. She's he's not going to like push her off. I got yeah. it. He's just kind of like Ugh. But also, I mean, they just talked about like he couldn't if he wanted to. Yeah. And like he I I feel like there's a but little bit But it's not bit... even like I feel like cuz his hands are just out to his side not doing anything. I feel like there could have been like a little bit like at least like hands like bracing like whoa. Yeah. Whoa, girl. I, I don't. I think there is a, an element where he is legitimately like a little scared right now. Even before she even before choking. I think so. I think there's a little bit of him that's like, yeah. I'm sure it's also partly like I'm I'm like a an 18 year old guy, and this is the only woman I've ever had sex with, and she's super hot. But I think there is also an element of fear where if it were to have not gone in Strangletown, USA territory, and they had just kind of finished it, he would have felt really awful afterwards and felt mm-hmm. like. Maybe he didn't fully consent, but was a little bit forced into it. I gotcha. But like, as much as you can be when you're a dude. I was just watching when, when his the fact that his arms were just laying by his side. I just kind of wanted him to like put them up, like raise the roof, raise the roof, <laughs> or like just like a little defensive of just yeah. like slow down or hold up mm-hmm. or not now. But like time out. Yeah, that. Even that, seriously. <laughs> Do the timeout motion. That would have been hands. fine. I would have been all for that. <laughs> I mean, that's like legally binding. You have to yeah, time out. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's in a, it's a state law <laughs> in California. Uh, so she's choking him. Angel I can make walk- you die. Ooh. Yeah, she's, 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 she's gone cuckoo now. Yeah. She's, she's lost it. Uh, so Angel walks in and knocks her out. She wakes up chained up in the mansion. Uh, she is 17. She is too young to know about safe words. Oh, no, she's not. Like I didn't know about that at 17. Yeah, but you weren't Faith. You weren't like naked crocodile wrestling across the USA. <laughs> Fair. Angel says to kill without remorse is to feel like a god. Mm-hmm. We're bringing back all this narcissism yeah. and sociopath. Every time I think of this episode, I think of this line and I hate it. You can't imagine the price of true evil. I hope evil takes MasterCard. Ugh. Oh. Ugh. It's like a bet credit card. Ugh. It's just gross. I just And there are so the cheesy. thing is like and that's so cheesy, but there are really good lines in this episode. And in that scene, like I love when she says, We were just playing because it's like it's so creepy uh and clever. But then you get something like that and just it it's just like a bad onion in the stew. Yeah. Oh. Also, there's no way that she has a credit card. There's no way she has good no, enough credit. She's never had a credit card. <laughs> like her being like, I mean, I she's probably it. stolen a credit card. Sure. Yeah, yeah. No, that's okay. Great. Now she gets to use that line again. That's fine. <laughs> oh, yeah. Line's perfectly fine. She's stolen credit cards. <laughs> yeah. My only issue is the fact that, like, you don't have a MasterCard, honey. But it, what almost makes up for it, I do think it is a pretty badass angel line where it says, I'm not getting any older and just walks away. Yeah. That's pretty that's badass. That's pretty great. Playing it cool. Mm hmm. So just as it seems that Angel's actually getting through to Faith, the putz breaks in. Ugh. Uh, great job, Wesley. <sighs> Good job, buddy. <laughs> uh, he, he has some council thugs with him. They kidnap Faith. Also, on a meta level, I kind of don't like this because I feel like, oh, this is like a really good Faith and Angel scene. And I don't like any other Faith and Angel scene. So I feel like, oh, no, you just stopped the one good one. Oh, no, I like their relationship later on. It makes so much sense. I like the idea of it. I just maybe when I rewatch it, I'll I'll enjoy it more. But I remember the last time I watched it, I was I, I was hoping for more. And I realized like the one scene I 
kept thinking of and kept thinking it was all the scenes was like this one mm. in, in this episode where I, I feel like they're having a neat bridge in between their two experiences, which are kind of interesting mirrors of each other. But then, yeah, Wesley comes in and just ruins it. It's like, no, they're having a really oh. good scene. I mean, it does make so much sense that like she could connect to Angel mm-hmm. on a way that no one else can. And even yeah. though like she has not had any sort of relationship with him prior to this, really, yeah. like maybe one or two words of a like, yeah. hi, buddy. But that's it. Yeah. Um, I don't think he ever really liked her. I think he recognized no. right away that she was a bad influence. Mm-hmm. But these are the only two. P- eh, West, uh, I mean, Giles. So the three of them could have a nice little. Yeah, but I feel feel like Angel has, has more personally felt like the 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 kind of darkness that like like Faith has has gone into. Like, yeah, Giles has done some some messed up stuff, but. It's I I don't feel like it's it's coming from the same place. Yeah, he 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 was kind of rebelling against society or whatever. Kind of got the impression that if he hadn't done that, he would have had an okay life. Like not you know it wouldn't have been upper crust British nobility. But I've always got the impression that he was kind of like rebelling to be cool, and then once shit got really realized like no i have to straighten up and fly right and become a watcher, as opposed to Angel who like has really. Like that's come from a very deep place within him. That that kind of darkness. I, I don't know. Maybe that's just my read. Meta note here. Mm-hmm. Uh, as the scene was playing, my downstairs neighbor's chihuahua started whining. Like, <laughs> and then you've got Angel curled up in a ball in a net. <laughs> <laughs> it was so appropriate. Sad <laughs> puppy. Aw, see a puppy angel. Although he does kind of go down. A little easy where it's like, Super oh, no, easy. across. Oh, what a bat. Oh, I'm in a net. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, you have superhuman strength. Like, later on, Angel, you're, like, fighting gods and stuff. Right? And now you're taken down by a cross and, a like, a bat. Baseball bat. I'm like, yeah. I can't get out of this net. Oh, oh. nets are so hard, guys. <laughs> Faith quickly escapes the council's clutches. The Scoobies reconvene at the library. Willow brings up a good point. Mm-hmm. Why save Faith from the council? Doesn't she belong behind bars? And I feel like this is kind of the crux of the episode is, is the idea of rehabilitation through compassion Mm -hmm. versus brute punishment. Mm -hmm. Um, So I, I I like that they bring up just an opposing viewpoint. Wesley interrupts to inform them that Faith's on the run. They split up to find her. Buffy catches up to Faith at the docks. Faith says that Buffy digs her bad side, breaking the rules. Buffy denies it. Breaking the law, breaking the law. What is that from? It's a song, Breaking the Law. Oh, I don't know that song. Breaking the law, breaking the law. Okay. Breaking the law, breaking the law. Go ahead. Breaking the law. It's weird because I'm wearing headphones, so that's like, even though you're whispering, it's like you're (laughs) sitting, like, right next to me. Duke. Um, so, I'm sorry, what were you saying? Uh, so Buffy denies that she was ever into Faith's bad side, but... Uh, I saw that previously on. Yeah, she was digging it. Yeah. She was. Faith has a point. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, and that's... I, I I think that also is part of the point, is breaking yeah. the rules can feel great. Mm-hmm. You can feel powerful. You can feel free. But you know um, what there are? Consequences. And nailed it. Boom. Uh, <laughs> but like, so like the point is that it's still wrong. It's still, yeah. you know, that's the difference between a good person and a sociopath. You recognize mm-hmm. like, I could do this and it could, I could feel great, but I shouldn't because it's bad. <laughs> yeah. So trick attacks, there's a big fight. 
which is on the docks, which I feel like only really show up in somewhat serious episodes. Yeah. Uh, you, the last time was Surprise and Innocence, right? Yeah. So, like, the docks show up, like, if you see the docks are in an episode, like, oh, this is going to get real serious. Yep. Get Let's get some emotions going. A lot of shouting. Mm-hmm. Someone falls in the water and we'll, it's just like, no, it's a death sentence in there. <laughs> <laughs> Nelly will get you. Old or Nessie. What? <laughs> oh, you mean the rapper Nelly? <laughs> no, what's Nessie? What? Nessie. Loch Ness Monster. That one. Because Loch Ness. Nessie's cousin Nelly. <laughs> I'm going to come get you. You can tell it's Nelly and not Nessie because of the little bandage over that the one. one eye. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Faith stakes trick. Oh, no. No, this is no good at all. Yep. That is also my note. How do you feel about that? That moment. Trick's death. What do you think? I like the line. I feel like for some reason, and it's not a big problem in any other scenes, it does feel like a little bit like he doesn't know what to do with the teeth in his mouth. Yeah, he's kind of pursing, like, oh, no. Guys, this is not good at all. They were running out of film and his fake, the glue on his fake teeth were coming out. Oh, yeah. Uh, I hate that. <laughs> I hate it. I like the the whole effect of like tricks about to bite buffy and mm-hmm. faith is behind him mm-hmm. so like when he is staked and disappears you just see faith mm-hmm. and I, th- I think that's a really good moment yeah. but i hate his line and i hate the delivery i think it's a cool idea it could have been done a lot better a lot smoother it doesn't but... seem in character like that seems like something the mayor would say i i feel like if if they had filmed it in a slightly different way where it's a little bit more casual of like not not uh sweet but uh like oh no no this won't do it all like a little bit pissier in a way i gotcha as i guess i like, feel like trick is oh, too cool no. like this is just so like oh i'm oh this is no good and like trick is like a cool guy that's kind of been his whole thing is he's like this cool guy yeah. to have such like a lame nerdy yeah line. i mean i guess there could have been a better way like maybe if you just oh come on like sure, something a little, even, yeah. yeah, a little like shorter and sweeter, pithier. I don't know. I I I like the idea. I think I could have been done a lot better. Uh, so they win. Things are tense. <laughs> uh, Faith goes to the mayor and applies for Trick's job. Ooh, and then the the next on episode, it's her filling out her tax forms. <laughs> Oh, man, no, you need the W-4, the state W-4, the <laughs> I-9. For that, I need two forms of ID, and we're going to need a, a signature of a witness. Uh, I'm just imagining it's like the next on trailer, and they'd have like a little musical sting at the end. Okay, great. Yeah. <laughs> so what's the lesson in consequences? There are consequences? The, uh, yeah, I think that's a big part of it, <laughs> um, both for Wesley, for Faith. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that they are saying something about um, the best rehabilitation can be through compassion mm-hmm. and not brute force. Yeah, because yeah, consequences not only of doing the bad thing, you know, right. which Faith did, but also the consequences of your response to something or how you yeah. deal with someone when they've done something to hurt you or something that's wrong or something that's really immoral what you do in response has consequences too right it's time to put consequences back on the shelf and open the books on doppelganger Exclamation point. Yeah. Second one, Anya. Exclamation point. 
So I love De Hoffren. Yeah. Um, I think as the series goes on, I just love him more and more. He mm-hmm. gets more and more like fleshed out and they yeah. kind of understand him it's, a little bit better. I, I think it's fun how that character kind of grows. He's kind of got a little bit of mayor in him. He's mm-hmm. like this, bl- this, um, bl- the blend of like scary and just kind of quaint. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. That's something they, they find different ways to do that, especially later on. That's why I'm not as down on the post high school years as I know a lot of Buffy fans are. Definitely season three is super strong, but I do like that they find ways to use that juxtaposition of very kind of sweet or mundane or old fashioned even personalities mm-hmm. with horrible monster demons and, and that kind sure, of stuff yeah. is really neat. Uh, so Anyanka wants her powers back. Apparently, being beaten by Giles resulted in her being forced to live as a high school student in Sunnydale. Aww. And she's flunking math. <laughs> but why is she going to school? Because I, I, I guess she has nowhere else to go. Truancy? Is truancy a thing? What is truancy? This is always a thing in movies about like truancy laws. Like, are the cops going to come get you if Maybe you Maybe it's a thing like how rent control is a thing in New York, but it's not a thing in the Midwest. So, like... We're, we've never had to deal with it. You know what I mean? Like, it might be a thing yeah. that exists in California. California listeners out there, let us know. Is truancy a thing over there? It could there? exist here. I would have no idea. I yeah. don't have children. And I never skipped school, so... Well, I feel like I would have heard from somebody that did skip school about, like, oh, the truant officer got me. All right. But I never heard that. I mean, you'd get in trouble if you missed a lot of school, but it wasn't like, the, the, the truancy issue. The Let's, cops don't yeah. give a shit. Yeah. yeah. The other thing to hear is that you would think with her love of uh, money that like math would be her best subject. <laughs> I'm really, I'm really confused by like, well, maybe it's like on, the geometry because we don't know geometry what math is so she's different. taking. That's yeah. true. Um, if, if I was thinking home ec. And... She would flunk home ec. Mm, yeah. Like a million times over. Yeah. Although my home ec class had um, a section where you had to balance your checkbook. Oh. And Anya would do very well there. Oh, that's something I always, and I still make fun sometimes, uh, like a little, you know, fun little digs. Uh, my mom would always balance her checkbook in the movie theater before the movie started. That is a weird time to do that. Yeah, because she was always like, oh, well, we got some time. I'm going to balance my checkbook. You're not doing it. I get that. Um, but it just seemed like it always happened to the degree. It was like, do you wait specifically? Like, I wish you could balance my checkbook, but I'm not seeing any movies this week. I will say that, like, sitting in a movie theater when, like, it's not trailers yet. It's, yeah. like, stupid commercials. Mm-hmm. It's a super awkward time. Ugh. It's like, what am I? Like, thank God for smartphones now. Yeah. Yeah. Back in the day, it was even more awkward. And you have to be like, oh, let me answer this trivia quiz, quiz again. Top Gun. It's still Top Gun. <laughs> Top Gun five minutes ago. Yep. There was one time, there was one period where like Chris and I would go to the movies a lot. And there was one, There was they had like a host that would like host the before trailers. Huh. Not like a live host. But in the commercials, it would be like some dude being like, and next up, we're, you know, take the quiz about Top Gun. But he had like such the douchiest, punchable face. As I imagine you would. Every single time Chris and I went to the theater, was like, oh, this asshole. How is he still here? <laughs> that could be like a cool concept to have kind of a movie concierge. If it was almost more something akin to a... One of those horror movie hosts, like a Sven Gulli. Oh, that'd be great. One of those guys. I would yeah. love that. That'd be kind of fun. I mean, maybe if it was just for, you know, scary movies or genre movies, having that kind of guy at a movie theater. Yeah, that'd be fun. Like, yeah, even if it's just a recorded thing, because obviously hiring a person would be expensive. But that would be kind of cool. And just yeah. having like little comedy bits and such. I'd be down for that. Yeah. Hoffman refuses to help her. So she turns to Willow. Who is loading a pencil? Ooh, 
magic. Meanwhile, Buffy is getting pumped up for the Watcher's Council uh, with Faith's problems. It seems they're putting the gal through some psychological and physical testing. Willow's floating pencil is uh, apparently the result of emotional stability. And Mm -hmm. then when the subject Faith comes off, it goes flying off. And really all I can think is like, why doesn't she use this for vampires? That pencil is made of wood. Just to like float that that little guy up and you go. There you go. There really are hammering home though. Like how immature and goofy Willow is this episode to build up before we get to the big reveal, because Mm -hmm. the whole like, Buff, buff, ha, 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 like yeah. All right, did did you take stupid pills this morning? Are you on? Like, are you on? Are you high? Yeah, I mean, maybe they're in a field of poppies. <laughs> kind of looks like. Well, poppies are red. <laughs> She's got red. Op- no, she, I don't. Whatever. <laughs> Snyder is forcing Willow to tutor Percy, Ooh. a star basketball player who's flunking history. I do love the reference in the scene to last year with the swim team. Yeah, my boys. <laughs> Oh, oh no. <laughs> so is it better or worse that Snyder is super aware that Percy's just a waste? Like he's not saying he's a struggling student, he needs your help. He's saying you're a lazy turd, but I need you to pass. Mm-hmm. I mean I think it's worse. Yeah. I mean it's not a good thing to like try to pass somebody who's not actually passing the class. To just kind of fake him through. That's always been a weird thing to me that uh, as strict as Snyder is in most ways and as much as like, ah, we have to do the rules. He's also like, but I like sports. So the sports k- kids can get whatever they want in sports. Thing, though. That's like an American thing. Like <sighs> every school. Snyder is what is wrong with America. That's my Mike, platform. 2016. Yes. <laughs> just write it in. Just a write in vote. <laughs> Mike. Sure, it'll pass. <laughs> I'm going to become the next president. <laughs> But am I born in the United States? Boom, boom, boom. I was born in the Hellmouth, so I'm not sure if that counts. I was going to say Transylvania. 65,000? After Snyder orders Willow around, Giles does the same thing and <laughs> tells her to go research. So, Fate's back in the fold, I guess? Yeah, this, honestly, spoiler alert, I love this episode. My biggest problem is how quickly, like, oh, it's just four cool Faith now. Like, I, I get, they were never trying to, like, lock her up. They were always like, we want to talk. And then Faith responded violently. However, one, she responded violently and choked Xander. At that point, the kid yeah. loves her off. Two, the last time we saw you was the docks. You and Buffy fought. You straight up, like, beat the shit out of some Watchers Council guys. And you're just buddy-buddy with Wesley now? Yeah, and especially the way the last episode ended, it made it seem like, oh, she didn't go back with them. She went to the mayor. Yeah, well, yeah, I get she's like spying on them for the mayor, but but this was this is jarring. Yeah, and I think maybe if they had played that as a reveal, like oh, oh, she's she's doing a double agent thing, but it makes it seem like did I skip an episode? Maybe they're doing that on purpose that like so that when she's like kind of spying on Willow, you're then you're sort of like oh, I I don't I don't know. It just it felt like a very haphazardly done thing to me it does feel like there's a deleted scene somewhere yeah yeah exactly like yeah i don't know what it would have been maybe there was more to the mayor and faith scene and that would have been earlier in the episode i don't know yeah so to show his appreciation the uh mayor rents a kick-ass apartment for faith i love this apartment it's a sweet pad 
It is. It is so great. Those windows, the like big mm-hmm. semicircle window. Every time we see that, I'm like, oh yeah, this season is just ramping up. Yeah. I think that it's really important, actually, that Faith makes the sugar daddy joke. Like, first off, yeah. it's a good joke. Mm-hmm. But I think it's really important that she makes it because we need to see that he's not amused by it. We yeah. need to know this is not a sexual relationship. Yeah. yeah. And I like that they do it in a way that's clever and not just like, now, let me tell you, exposition, exposition. I'm not going to be exposition, exposition. Right. It's like a response to a joke. And then at comes in makes it into another joke where i'm a family man now let's kill your little friend and it's totally in character for both i mean like the sugar Mm -hmm. daddy joke is totally in character for her because she loves to fuck with people with her sexuality which is such like a rebellious teenage girl thing to do yeah and his response about let's go kill your little friend (laughs) is a total mayor thing to say so this is great writing so willow's following through on this tutoring theme but percy interpreted snyder differently He's expecting Uh, Willow to just do his work for him. I, uh, in college, (laughs) I was taking, I think with my sociology of mass media class, uh, there was one girl that would skip class all the time. And then she would show up the class before the task and ask to borrow my notes and then just copy all my notes. uh, And like, she did this all the time. It's like, what the hell? Like, you don't just, you don't get to do that. And this was the same point when I was taking, voice and diction and so i was learning the international phonetic alphabet which assigns symbols to sounds Mm. so i started writing all my notes in ipa and she like she's like can i borrow your notes i'm like oh sure and i handed her my notebook she's like what is this shorthand i'm like uh yeah it's shorthand and she's just like never mind Uh, aha she had to start showing up to class all the time and i was like (laughs) that's that's pretty clever Theater major, IPA. <laughs> yes. Theater majors win again. <laughs> uh, that is that is pretty clever. The closest thing I ever did to that or really academic impropriety is kind of the same thing where over the course of high school and my community college and my real college, I used the same paper in high school, community college, and real college. Got wow. an A each time. Uh, and the only thing I changed was the specific uh, uh, the specific issue of Entertainment Weekly I, I referenced, which would be a newer one each time. And the paper was about defending uh, uh, widescreen over full screen in uh, video. Interesting. Yep. It's a good paper, though. Yeah. And it was weirdly uh, something I could use in three different classes. It somehow met the requirements of three different classes. Throughout my academic career. Interesting. On the similar topic, I have written two term papers on Buffy. <laughs> I haven't done that. I did help somebody. Uh, I was a source for somebody talking uh, who did a paper on Doctor Who is related to the classic Joseph Campbell idea of heroes and mythology. Nice. Yeah. And I know this is going to be a shock, but the Oz scene that's right around here where uh willow and oz have this little exchange and there's something about you that's forcing me to hug you yeah yeah it comes up that oz thought he had invited willow to this gig and he hadn't and there's this little misunderstanding i actually really like that scene it's a cute oz scene that's how good this episode is i enjoyed an oz scene i was gonna say wow i mean i also enjoyed that scene but we could have guessed that you know from a mile away Uh, So Willow is finally fed up with being pushed around and boring. Xander and uh, Buffy call her old reliable. And she lashes out, foreshadowing, 
Maybe I'll change my luck. You don't know. Uh, uh, I love you've seen the the preview for this episode. Sure. You probably have. This is the first time I realized like they need that line in there because then when she when later on they think she's changed her look, they're Mm -hmm. like, oh, she just followed through on this thing. Well, it's nice. And it doesn't feel too forced that there's a reason why the the original character of Willow would be changing in some way. And it it feels like it naturally fits the course of the story so far it's not like oh well we need this for this episode let's just randomly make this character change for no good reason no she definitely has been growing up a lot Mm -hmm. this season just acting a little bit more her age a little less childlike um her friends are cooler Mm -hmm. she's you know got a boyfriend that kind of thing and then you combine that with how she's been feel feeling rejected the last two episodes yes an extreme Mm -hmm. hop in style and behavior would make a lot more sense. I think that like them thinking that she made that extreme, like is little, I mean, like if she dyed her hair blue, you'd be like, okay, sure. I get it. But you're, you're basically wearing like a leather corset pantsuit and seducing people at the Browns. It's a little extreme. Yeah. Right. As she storms off, Anya asks for her help with the spell. Uh Oh, who told her Willow does magic? I feel like everything is just kind of an open secret at Sunnydale at this point. (laughs) So this is just the sort of naughty rebellion Willow is looking for. They cast a spell to bring back the lost necklace, (gasps) but the magic sand gets poured on Willow's hand instead, which brings back Vamp Willow. Oh, no. Couple of questions. Is Willow trying to put her hand under the sand? I don't think so. It's a little confusingly shot because it seems like, oh, no, our hands are going crazy, which like it should it. I feel like maybe a more constant shot of what they're doing with the magic and then the flashes of the hell other dimension and then a very reasonable shot of why in shock willow would have moved her hand to see the sand pass through instead of like the weird jumble of shots makes Mm -hmm. it very confusing yeah second question so if the spell had worked and it brought the necklace back Mm -hmm. the necklace would have shown up at giles house not here i guess so although the thing is anya retains all the memory of that dimension right yeah so she knows where it would be, and nobody else would be expecting it. But she's so surprised when the spell is done that she's like, it's not here. I'm like, no, it would hmm. be at Giles' house if it had worked. Well, maybe she could, like, feel if it was here. But she's specifically looking around the ground around her. Well, maybe... Acknowledge maybe, I'm right. Maybe when the spell screwed up, because she was trying for an inanimate object, which would show up there, but since it ended up being a living thing, it has to show up where it existed in the other universe. That was going to be my next question. Yeah. The idea of an image versus like the actual thing. Because mm-hmm. her drawing's a little crude. Yeah. Not to get judgy. Yeah. Well, she's not an artist. So another Buffy idiom I use uh, when someone loses something is, <laughs> did you try looking inside the sofa in hell? Because <laughs> a lot of weird looks. Yeah. That one doesn't go over well. <laughs> I don't know why. Well. This this episode does have a lot of really good lines. It does. Like I had to stop myself from writing down too just many all lines. of them. I know. Just, my notes would just be, quote, 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 quote. I get quote, worried quote, that, quote. like, on the really good episodes, that, like, my notes are just good. Like, the episode is just going to be me quoting the entire yeah. episode. It's just us reading the transcript of the yeah. episode. And it's like, yep. And yeah, then they say this, and it's good. And then yep. they say this, and it's funny. And then I like it when they do this. And then they fight. <laughs> and the fight was good. <laughs> So Vamp Willow is in our world. Yay, Vamp Yay. Willow. Welcome back. 
Or I guess not back. She hasn't been here. Anyways. <laughs> to the show. <laughs> to the show. Sure. She is very, very confused. Because she got transferred to that studio back lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The one street in Sunnydale <laughs> where these people are running around, not scared, and there's no vampires in sight. So... <laughs> Side note, mm-hmm. when I watch shows, I often have the English subtitles on. Um, I am semi-hard of hearing, and if I miss something, the subtitles are always yeah. like a half a second late. So mm-hmm. like, if I didn't understand what they said, I can just look down and be like, got it. Okay. So when Willow turns around and growls at the old lady and is like, <laughs> the subtitle said, shh. <laughs> <laughs> You know, like how the MGM lion comes up at the beginning of movies and goes, I'm a lion. I just imagine because like the growl like is going like this. Yeah. <laughs> like the confusion over someone who's hard of hearing yeah. or doesn't speak English. The, this old lady taps her on the shoulder and she whips around <laughs> and angrily. Angry vampire face. This is a library. Use your inside voice. The Library of the Dead. <laughs> uh, so at the bronze, Amy Mann is playing. This is the first time I became aware of her. That is some hair. That is that, hair. That she is sporting there. That is what that is. What that is. Vamp Willow runs into Percy, who teases her a bit. But Vamp Willow is bored now. <laughs> and punches him across the room. It's so satisfying. <laughs> Thank you, Vamp Willow. Stay forever. <laughs> wield up punishment to the annoying mm-hmm. xander catches the tail end of this and oh. <laughs> assumes that percy was hurting willow i love too the way he comes in he's such a doofus uh, is there a funny thing yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. oh no i don't like that <laughs> i think it's so like it's such an appropriate like just a little bit douchey xander thing where he's just a little over eager and a little too clever for his own good. Like, oh, is there a funny thing? Hey, guys, I'm cool, right? This does make remind me of, uh, remember Frat Party Xander? <laughs> the action figure? <laughs> Frat Party Xander. <laughs> In his coconut shell bra. With hula action. <laughs> Willow assumes that this is Vamp Xander and tries to grope him. <laughs> Another great line. Hands, 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 hands in new, new places. places. <laughs> which will come back yes oh. <laughs> she vamps out in front of xander and buffy oh, no. so they assume that the willow that they know and love has recently been turned into a vamp i love their just shocked reactions mm-hmm. as beautiful wonderful luck would have it the mayor's goon vamps chose this moment to jump willow in the murder alley Unfortunately for them, they jump Vamp Willow, mm-hmm. heretofore after, referred to as VW. When uh, there's trouble, you call VW. Yeah, you Vampire do. Vampire Willow. <laughs> do it again. I'm not your performing monkey. <laughs> VW beats them down. <laughs> Although, like, after the fight, like, I get, like, yeah, she kicks their asses pretty, pretty handily. That vamp is a bit of a pushover. Break one finger. He's like, oh, I work for the mayor. Yeah. Like, no, he's got superhuman strength. Like, I get the finger is broken, but it's also like, it shouldn't hurt that bad because you've yeah. got superhuman strength. Here's the other thing. 
how smart is he? Because I would not get this when yeah. she's like, who do you work for? And he's like, the mayor. Great. That was the actual information yeah. she wanted. And when she breaks a finger after that, I'd be like, what the fuck, bitch? I told yeah. you. Yeah. I told you what you wanted well, to know. I guess maybe they didn't want him to lose fingers. But I think what it should have been is that she asks him, finger one breaks. Yeah. She asks him again, finger two breaks. And he's, then he says, Mary Wilkins. Then she says, who do you work for? Breaks another finger. He's like, oh, what do you want? Breaks the fourth one. Then he gets it. So it's like, it's a little bit uh, more like creepy and badass. And like this guy's getting his whole hand just destroyed by her. And she's yeah. very calmly doing it. Because two fingers feels like, yeah, that would suck. But like, you can still do he pretty much anything. He just seems too smart. Because like, no, it's not, I don't think it's that obvious that that's the info yeah. that she wants him to be yeah. like, you. Yeah. And he's just like, oh, I get what you're saying. And uh, I agree. I'm going to be uh, your uh, slave now. Great. I'm, I'm glad this uh, all worked out very well. Uh, I will uh, see you at uh, work tomorrow morning. <laughs> I'll be there with uh, at 9 a.m. with some warm blood. <laughs> so Van- Vamp Willow wants to bring back her world, starting with the bronze. Buffy, Giles, and Xander um... are mourning Willow at the library. She truly was the best of us. <laughs> Way better than me. <laughs> much, much better. <laughs> I love that like, Xander doesn't even get offended. No, it's like, just very oh, yeah. honest. Like, no, yes, she was. Yeah. She was so much better than me. <laughs> A non-vamped out Willow arrives. I love this. Jeez, who died? Oh, who died? <laughs> yeah. That, that kind of thing would always happen to me because my, my dad died before I was born. So every once in a while, there's like a weird like... People assume you have a living father or they'll make a joke and then like, oh, what is your dad? Blah, blah, blah. And they're like, no, my. And then you have to say, like, oh, no, my dad died before I was born. Like, oh, oh. And then it's super awkward. That's the same kind of feeling I feel like this was where you make a comment like, oh, this is like I'm going to pretend it's a serious thing. Oh, it is a serious thing. That's the kind of the, the reverse yeah. of what I usually feel in that situation. I had a friend that um, made me feel really bad once. Because he, his father had passed and I like, mm. I didn't know that. And like, not in that context, but he was saying something, he was teasing me about something. I was like, oh, you bastard. And he, I didn't mean it in that way. But he'd like, I was like, oh, I didn't like, no one uses it in that. But also, I don't think you're, you're a bastard if your dad dies. I think it's only if you're born out of wedlock. Cause he was still Either born in wedlock. way, I wasn't using it that no. way. Yeah. Don't make me feel bad. Also, I think you need to look up the term bastard, son. <laughs> I'm a real bastard thing to... No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Don't hate me. Uh, so I love that even Stoic Giles tackles Aww. her with a hug. At the bronze, a stressed out Anya can't even order a beer. <laughs> Every moment in this episode is hilarious. <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. Angel shows up. I really like this Angel Oz dynamic, and I think this might yeah. be the only time this happens. I know it's another thing where it was like, like again, I'm not the biggest Oz fan, but like I feel like oh, if there had been more Angel Oz scenes, yeah, they're just, really they're both so just like they're stoic in like similar but different ways. It's yeah. a really interesting dynamic. They're just very, they're very economical with their words. Mm-hmm. So the vamps take over the bronze. Oz sees VW and sends Angel to find Buffy. What do you think his reaction says to you? Uh, I feel like it can be read so many different ways. Uh, I'm scared my girlfriend's a lesbian. Um, no, uh, I mean, I think it's that he realizes it's it's really 
something's gone horribly wrong because if it's willow involved in this then it's something next level as opposed to like oh maybe it's just some vampires maybe angel and i we can figure out some way to handle this but if willow's involved like something really serious get the cavalry yeah yeah that's I, i just have to imagine that like if this is you like you're not only taking in like Oh shit, Will is a vampire. And it's like, mm-hmm. oh shit, my girlfriend's dead. Yeah. Oh shit, we have to kill my girlfriend. Yeah. Um, but what I'm seeing on his face is just pure shock. Yeah. Like I watched it a couple times. It's like, what is he feeling here? And I feel like it's just shock. Yeah. Well, maybe that's just that's how Seth Green plays us, that he always has a kind of blank expression. Angel arrives at the library and is just as confused as confused as everyone else is. <laughs> the Scoobies run off to the bronze to help. Willow stays back to grab something, but is instead grabbed by herself. Oh, no. Two wills for the price of one. (laughs) Which makes me so happy because I love her so much. (laughs) The effect of Alison Hannigan on camera with herself is pretty good. Yeah. For the time, especially like a lot of those. Oh, it's one actor playing two roles effects do not hold up. And this like I can't even I can kind of tell like, like there's, there's some weird edges sometimes there, but it's yeah not like, that's just it it's, it's not like super like crazy the film looks like five different film grades no, no, and one no. of them there's, shots it's just so subtle that all i know is that mm-hmm. my my eyes are registering something but i yeah. don't know what yeah but no it's great it's good it's great then we get uh some of the first really strong um lesbian hints in the episode and the I want to have sex with myself hints in the episode. Yeah, so you want to turn Fuzzy Willow into a vamp and then maybe snuggle slash sleep with yourself. Which brings up the question, what would that be considered? Narcissistic. incest or masturbation? A little bit of both? Oh, you just hurt my brain. That's everything. That's, that's. (laughs) Sounds like you really want to do this. It's everything to you. No, I don't mean that. I mean it's everything <laughs> bad. I mean it's y- yes, that's is it incest? I guess yes, it is incest, and it but it is, is you. It is also technically masturbation. Mostly, I think it's just really vain. Like, oh, I'm so hot. I'm yeah. so into myself. I mean, the only the only pill I think for myself would just be like, well, I know when I'm gonna be up for it. Sure. Like, I know when I'm in the mood, I can read me pretty well, I think. I think mostly this is incest because it's not, they're not the same person. They're two copies of the same person. But the fact that they're having different thoughts and different feelings, and that means they're not the exact same person. But I mean, on every sort of technical level, except for that one's a vampire, they are like genetically they're Okay, if they're, you slept with your clone, what would that be? Uh, someone clone? <laughs> and it's not and it's not like an identical twin situation where that's literally like it's your literally sibling. a different person but if someone cloned you okay mm-hmm. i'm gonna get serious here if someone if if i whatever cut off a lock of your hair i don't know how they clone people <laughs> yeah they just cut off a lock of your hair Great. they put it in a cauldron that and, with, and and without your permission because mm-hmm. willow this wasn't like a thing she wanted and you came over tomorrow and i was like hey good news I made a Mike clone. Well, no, because that's that's uh, statutory rape, because that is a day-old guy. I made it a Mike clone the same age as you. So there's time travel involved, too? <laughs> you don't answer my question. Huh, let me see. 
So would I be able to time travel with my clone self? <laughs> You're really good at this dodging thing. <laughs> uh, I'm like the cheese maker. If you get that reference, you get a prize. Wear the cheese that does not wear me? <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> uh, I do also like the line read uh, later on in this whole bit of uh, the word bitch. Yeah, she's like, trying, so Fuzzy yeah. Willow, Trank Darts Vamp Willow, mm-hmm. uh, and now she's passing out. Bitch. <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> so as they reconvene with the Scoobies, Willow says, I'm so evil and skanky, and I think I'm kind of gay. <laughs> uh, I, I then love the exchange where it's like, oh, well, the vampire version of you has nothing to do with, well, actually, yeah, good point. So do we think that they knew where they were going with this character at this point? I think at this point they probably they had knew. some inclination. that At least, like, there was going to be something in the next season where she deals with, like, kind of her sexual identity. Because maybe not in the first episode, the uh, the Wish. Mm-hmm. But I think by this point, the fact that they have, like, that line in there makes me think, like, they had some kind of plan. Maybe not necessarily knew, like, oh, we're going to have this great romance with this uh, girl in the next season, and then it's going to do all the other stuff that happens. But I feel like Joss had some idea that he wanted to to play around with that idea and explore mm-hmm. that, and thought, like, what would probably be the time to do that is the fourth season of a hit TV show. Sure. Because otherwise, it's the late 90s, and having, like, a gay, a gay character on a TV show that wasn't, like somebody in the theater and their mm. sex life wasn't really a thing you actually really talked about they just were gay um wasn't really a thing that happened yeah unless they were somehow not literally but somehow punished for it or like had some kind of like serious flaws like right yeah, yeah. it's really like the one of the first times that there's like a positive gay character on tv no it's great i just like the the foreshadowing because not only are we getting hints that like maybe willow Mm -hmm. has uh some gay tendencies that even she's not aware of right now this also kind of foreshadows to dark willow yeah i mean there's Mm -hmm. some elements of of vamp willow in dark willow Mm -hmm. yeah well also even just in a subtler way in this episode and the last episode and some stuff that's been happening here willow's response to the loss of friends and loved ones even if it's just like I don't feel like I'm your friend anymore. You can see that the start of that kind of uh, response in her, the way that she'll have a pretty extreme reaction to losing in some way or being betrayed by or having a a very bad break in a relationship that I think with the Dark Willow thing is is nice. They they nicely build that. That's a good point. She does always react in the extreme. Yeah, with that kind of situation where, yeah. yeah. Interesting. So they dress our Will up in VW's <laughs> clothes. I like how even though she she looks just like Vampire Willow, yeah. we can instantly oh, tell yeah. this She's isn't her. So awkward walking in it, and like like no no part of her body feels like it's moving smoothly. No, I don't think it's just that because even when she's trying to act cool walking mm-hmm. into the bronze, you know, like they always say in acting classes about how the hardest thing to do is to mm-hmm. embody the body of your character and to change mm-hmm. the way you hold yourself yeah. and your posture and your walk. And like, I think Alison Hannigan nails it. Mm-hmm. It's just that like, yeah, maybe it's easy to be like, well, one character is super sexy and is going to walk with their hips and the other one's just kind of nerdy and going to yeah. walk like a little girl. But I love this. Yeah. I love this. But I, then to play the nerdy one playing the sexy yes. one. Yes. Yeah, that's fun. Oh, uh, and like they're looking down, like, oh, look at those. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, it's kind of fun. Like it's a it's a proto uh, Orphan Black situation where it's one person playing a lot of different versions of that person, but also sometimes playing versions playing the other versions, which is fun. I need to watch that show. It's been on my list for so freaking long. Um, I have this problem where most of the time when I'm watching a TV, watching a TV, watching a TV show or movie, watching a TV show, (laughs) I'm not actually watching it. Like I'm not physically Mm. looking at the TV. I am doing 5 million other things around the room Mm. and it's really just kind of radio to me, um, which is why podcasts are great. (laughs) But the only time I really sit down is if, Chris watches it with me. Yeah. So like the only way I could ever watch Breaking Bad and I got into it way after it had ended, which mm-hmm. is like I had to like, but Chris, will you watch this with me? Because I will not watch it unless you are sitting on Aww. the couch with me. So Orphan Black falls in that category of mm-hmm. things that like I want to watch, but I want to actually watch. Yeah. So I need to wait until I get the flu really bad. And like... You can't do anything else but watch. Right. That also makes me think about... I think it was like last Christmas or two Christmases ago that we were talking about... I was trying to reference that show, and instead of saying Orphan Black, I said Orphan is the New Black. <laughs> <laughs> Crossover. <laughs> Kathima's in prison. And everyone was laughing and sincere to me. I'm like, why? I don't understand what I just did. <laughs> oh, oh! by the way, take a shot. There's a widespread panic poster uh, in the background. But I've taken so many. <laughs> So the plan is for Willow to find excuses to send the vamps outside one by one where the Scoobies can thin the herd. I love how sweet she is when she's telling them, why don't you go check on him? check on him? Oh, I think I heard a noise. Why don't you go outside She's like a little Midwestern even. She's just so little cute. Little shoulder pats. Little, she's a little mom. Yeah. She becomes teacher Willow. I love her secret little wave to Oz where she tries to walk it all bad and just like, hi. Well, then it's, hi, honey. I mean, it's right in like the next season that that's part of like the opening then, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. And a, his reaction, his just like the hope. Like, just like oh. one eyebrow. Oh, it's so cute. Which is a pretty extreme reaction for us. It is. That's a lot of emotion he's showing this this episode. There would be like, if it was Xander in that situation, his eyes would like pop out of his head. <laughs> like a Tex Avery cartoon. <laughs> Uh, so Cordy shows up at the library in a sparkly ass gown. <laughs> Where is she going? Um, to a, a, a Sarah Palin impersonation contest. I mean, I get that she's dressing up to impress Wesley, but like, are they going to an award ceremony? Right? I really feel that like she was literally at a ball or an award ceremony in Hollywood and got a call from Joss but like you're supposed to be on set right now. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh fuck, I'm sorry. Just 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 show up for five it's five minutes. That's all we need you for. <laughs> she looks I mean like not only does she straight up look 30 here and yeah. I don't mean that like she looks old. She just no. looks so mature. Yeah, yeah. It's not like she looks like a gorgeous 30. Yeah, no but high schooler owns yeah. this dress. <laughs> yeah, but no high schooler owns this dress or could wear that dress that way. No. Or would have their hair styled as like as mature as it is yeah there. like even when you see high schoolers going to prom that is them at their best yeah and they're beautiful and they're adorable but they're still babies yeah and, and still like it, it's a little bit like seeing a kid in their mom's like high heels and the giant yeah. dress just like boop, that's boop, why boop, i don't like boop, it when the the girls wear the open like the have you seen these prom dresses now where like the entire midriff and back is open wait how does that how's that a, like it's, is it a halter top yeah like they, uh-huh. it's, it's called like a cutout dress. They cut out most of the dress. Okay. And it's gross. It's because these are like seventeen year olds. Yeah, that's. And so this is. The I mean, new- I get 
if you were a 17 year old boy that is a great development in prom technology great you'd love it but, but like it's no more like jessica mcclintock ball gowny dresses it is how much skin can you show wow yeah and like when when you see these 17 year olds in dresses it's just it's not like oh she's hot it's like oh honey <laughs> gross no don't do that that's that's like the uh the pampers thongs from snl I don't remember that sketch. Gross. <laughs> yeah, well, that was the <laughs> yeah. whole point. But yeah, similar idea. Yeah. So yeah, this is not a high schooler's dress. Vampire Willow tries to convince Cordy to open the cage, oh. but Cordy uses this as an opportunity to confront Willow about making out with Xander. <laughs> this is much needed closure. She's been holding on to this. Uh, I love, like, this is one of the few ways where you really can get to feel sympathy and feel sorry for vampire willow yeah because could you so imagine oh. being locked in a cage while cordy smarmily like condescendingly buries the hatchet with you yeah oh. for something that you didn't do i mean no. vampire willow did not do no. this she sure she killed cordy and yeah. sucked her blood in a kind of weird makeout session yeah but she didn't begin out with her boyfriend <laughs> cordy eventually lets willow out she chases her through the halls of the high school. Wesley saves her. <laughs> oh, Cordy's so into Wesley. I don't get why. I mean, he's attractive. He's very attractive later on when he's less of a tool. Yeah. I think she's kind of blind to his actual traits and is like projecting what she wants to be true about young him. Young like, and British. Yeah, he's young and British, but he's still like an older guy. So he's cooler because yeah. he's, you know... Because she's into college boys that's been established in previous episodes. So that's kind of cool. And it's like, oh, and even the line she has about Giles, the next generation, like, yeah, it's like it's it's kind of like this guy who I know is like this cool authority figure. But it's like the sexy young version of him, you know, kind of like how they always say you you date your your parent of whatever gender sure, you're attracted yeah. to. So it's like this father figure, uh, if you get a hot young version of it. Even though he screams like a little girl, which is a great scream, though. It is a good scream. There's a, Willow also has a good scream later on in this yes, episode. I appreciate it. At the bronze, Anya realizes that the Willow in front of her is the non-vamp one, <laughs> which kind of makes her the leader of the goons now. Yeah. She's just by default. Yeah interesting because originally these, these goons are very malleable in who they're they work for yeah. it's like whoever kind of shows any bit of dominance like well you're the new alpha sure <laughs> they are they're like a pack of dogs yeah okay uh i like that oh human oh yeah could a human do this ah! <laughs> yep, yeah pre yeah pretty much humans do that yeah the scoobies come in they i do like the delay there though that like the the signal for them to come running in was her screaming and she screams and there's like a five second delay of like yeah humans do that and they're just looking around and then the scoobies come in i i'd like to imagine there's like a little scene of them like was that a scream was that that's exactly you know what? what i imagined yeah. too like you know, let's just assume it's a scream let's go <laughs> the scoobies come in they fight oh take a shot widespread panic poster again oh god willow punches anya oh ow, 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 happy but ow <laughs> so i've never punched anyone i've never punched a person i've punched a pillow I punched a ghost. <laughs> no, I did. You want to hear that story? I totally punched a ghost and I won. <laughs> Wait, it was a competition? <laughs> well, I won the fight. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would hope so because, you know, you have a corporeal form. <laughs> that makes it harder. 
Yes, you are harder because you have a physical no, body. No, I have to punch a ghost. Like, <laughs> just punch right through him. Anyways, uh, I was sleeping one night and Chris wasn't home. And something kept messing with the bed. Mm-hmm. And it, I had it in my head that it was a ghost poking the bed from underneath it. And like poking. Mm-hmm. And I could feel it through the mattress. And I'd be like, oh, stop. Ghost. I'm like, well, I'm sleepy. I'm like, stop it. Go away. And the, you know, it keeps poking. I'm like, stop. And so finally, like, the middle of the night, I just popped. I was like, fucking stop, I said. And I punched the mattress as hard as I could. And it stopped. <laughs> Here we go. I punched a ghost. And I won. Maybe it was just a, a guy who got very scared. Who was living under your bed. Uh, that's what that smell is. Oh. <laughs> I punched him to death. Oh, God. <laughs> Uh, yeah. you know that it did happen once where there's a dead body underneath a bed in a hotel for like months oh good thanks yeah. i'll never stay in a hotel again just check under the bed for dead bodies apparently uh um so yeah i can punch a ghost anyways uh i have never punched anything except for my mattress mm-hmm. slash ghost and i'm always kind of like curious that like because you know what like it hurts like people yeah. will break their hand I imagine this is going to be my reaction if I ever do punch somebody. Just the, ow, 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 happy, but ow. <laughs> You're, you've trained yourself to have that be your automatic response. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so anyway, big, big fight. Willow doesn't feel right about killing her doppelganger. Aww. So they do a spell to send her back to her reality. I really think there's this sweet moment where uh, Vamp Willow says, this world's no fun, and then... Fuzzy Willow yeah. uh, says, oh, you noticed that. And it's like, it's so kind of heartbreaking because like that's, I feel like that it's, yeah, it's kind of a funny line, but it's also a really good insight into like where Willow is right now. Yeah. It's kind of sad. Of course, I mean, think about the beginning of the episode. She's being forced to do all this work that's not mm-hmm. hers and Giles. And like, yeah, she wasn't having a good time. Yeah. And I, I feel like in, in this season, especially like around this time in the episodes, there's really interesting um, development in Willow where she's kind of coming into her own, not as much as like, I'm going to be cool now and be more open, but like really like experiencing how bad the world can be and mm-hmm. having that affect her in, in its own way, which is important. Like, uh, obviously, you don't want to be completely shielded, but also is like a little sad, a little bittersweet, yeah. that coming of age thing of like, oh, no, like there's a lot of shitty stuff in the world. Yeah. And I can't just like pretend it away. It's, it's very sweet. And then we get some comedic uh, relief here because she mm-hmm. hugs her vamp self and uh, hands, hands new places. <laughs> I also love the uh, unison at Anya. Yeah. Uh, so they send her back to the reality and uh, she's immediately staked by other Oz. Oh. And almost drops an F-bomb. Yeah. Oh, pff, dust. The next day, Willow's feeling so guilty. She's pledging to die a virgin. And just then Percy walks up. He's done two Roosevelt papers. Because he didn't know. Because, you know, there are two President Turns Roosevelt's. Turns out there were two Roosevelt's. I didn't know which one to do. So I did both. And here's a bibliography. And I can flesh that out. And here's an apple. I love that bit. But just something I noticed this time. All three of those folders are thick. Like he has 30 pages in each one of those. And there's supposed to be two outlines and a bibliography. He did way too much work. Or Good. 
But like, I think I, I feel like did he use like seventy point font or something? Maybe. I mean, the he's not bright. Should not be thirty pages. He's not bright. Yeah, it's, I don't. He, he did something, or maybe he did like a lot. He did a picture of each source in his bibliography. <laughs> like scan like, the copy. Of the book. Was, he wrote the stuff out, and then he did a physical copy uh, on the Xerox. Yeah. I think I have PTSD from bibliography. It's just the word. Oh, it's just such yeah. weird formatting. And to so find the information, strange. it was like you had to read that that weird uh, page of information. It would seem like you had to decode it because it would never be exactly yeah. at the same place. It's like you're looking for the national treasure with. And the then I don't page. know if things have changed because when I like when I was in college, it was still like, hey, you're only allowed two internet sources, okay? Two. Oh, that's yeah. it. And then like, like them saying you had to find the author of the website, which I mean, pff, good luck. Yeah. And like the original and also, date, author the web- of a website that's not like yeah, term. like the original date the website was published. Please, then like all this shit that is like. You've never been on the internet before. Well, I feel like that's an interesting thing about because we went to college at roughly the same time. It's in like that weird, not in the term of being millennial, but around the millennium, being in high school and college in that time frame is exactly when it kind of starts to switch over. Yeah. So there's a lot of weird remnants and nobody's really sure what to do with this whole everyone has computers and the internet thing now. Yeah, it was so very like conf- it was very weird and confusing that yeah. like we're transitioning, but we don't really know what's going on. Yeah. And I remember in uh, the only official typing class I ever took, and probably why I'm a terrible typist, is that I took it in middle school and they literally forced us to, even though it was on computer keyboards, not typewriters, to use those little legs to boost up the the keyboard, even if it wasn't comfortable. Oh. Like they wouldn't let us type with our hands above it and it being flat. They would not let us. That's weird. I mean, like I'm more comfortable when it's on a slant, but like... There's a reason those things go up and down. Yeah. Like, there are people who are more comfortable, myself included, because my wrists don't go back all the way. I was going to say, don't you have a bad wrist, Yeah, I have weird... They're bad, but like not in like a, oh, I threw them out, or I have arthritis. They just don't bend all the way back. Yeah. Um, For uh, visual reference, kind of... uh, You know when Spider-Man does his wrist thing, listeners? That's about how far back my wrist goes. When you do that, the natural point, that stops. So you couldn't do like a handstand? Not really, no. Like... It it starts getting painful. I can, I can push it a little further than it well, naturally goes. Well, don't break your wrist in my apartment. I don't. Uh, ah, last episode. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and and yeah, it was just one of those things where I'm sure five years from then, if that person wasn't fired for being a horrible teacher, um, they would have been able to like tell them like, oh no, just chill out with that. Yeah, it's computers. Like they can do it either way. Yeah, it's not a typewriter anymore. You do you, Mike. You Thank do you. you. Aww. So what's the lesson in Doppelgangland? All work and no play make Willow go crazy. <laughs> uh, don't be an evil vampire. Don't do lesson. that. Uh, moderation, mm-hmm. I think. Just be Especially a good person. Moderation. But don't be a doormat. Yeah. Just you know, stick up for yourself. Mm-hmm. But don't be a bully. Yeah. Moderation. Mm-hmm. And uh, don't hit on the alternate universe of yourself. We're, then you're, we're just going to stuck in the incest <sighs> masturbation loop. Yeah. <laughs> and, and and Mike will dodge the question that forever and ever. That is a never. very bad train line. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so after that, uh, you, you ready to go international? Buffy Tapaja, Vampirite. Ernie Dragon, Das Rhine Fleisch Canoe. International. So, uh, for consequences, 
most of the other versions were just consequences because that's a word that everyone has yeah Um, it exists in pretty much all languages i'm sure some version of that um the one that's significantly different that i found was french and it was above the law i mean yeah yeah Yeah. it sounds a little bit more like a jean-claude van damme movie but it is appropriate for what happens it's fate's version of that episode Mm. she's like it's all about me and i am that i am above the law for Doppelgangland, a lot of them were actually just similar to Doppelgangland, including the German one, which is just Doppelgangerland. Sure. Which makes sense. That's where it comes from. In French, it's The Two Faces. A little bit artier of a title. Mm. My favorite is the Brazilian-Portuguese title, The Land of Clones. <laughs> oh, no. It's like, I don't think whoever named this there actually saw the episode. They just saw like oh, a couple no. stills like, oh, this must be an episode about clones. That's the land of clones. Not the land of clones. I don't want to go to there. That yeah. sounds like a confusing place. Yeah, it makes it seems like it seems like they went to a magical place yes. which had nothing but use. Yeah. That is that one's a Doctor Who episode. That's what that <laughs> yeah. is. The Infinity Doctors. That would be a better title though than the yeah. Land of Clones. <laughs> now it's time to celebrate Buffy's badassery with this week's Slay of the Week. Right, so for this one, um, and there's some weird logic here because I feel like two slays that were actually very high up in uh, my rankings kind of cancel each other out because they're basically the same kind of thing. So I didn't choose either of those. And that would be the trick and vampire willow deaths are basically the same concept of somebody um, getting staked from behind and then saying something quippy as they die. Okay. Um, so the one I did choose because it's not, you know, the flashiest one, but it's a nice team kill okay. for two characters who don't get to kill that many vampires and don't get to work together that often. And that's when Xander and Giles kill that one vampire at the bronze. That was an impressive move. Yeah. Because yeah, they were the, like, they both like tried kind of on their own, but it wasn't until they teamed like up. Giles on the rebound. Vampire. Yeah. yeah. That was, I thought, a very sweet sleigh. That was a good one. I like that one. Um, I chose Vamp Willow's death. Mm-hmm. Not for the funny oh fuck line, uh, <laughs> but because the whole like, because the whole situation of this like sweet moment where Fuzzy Willow is sending Vamp Willow off to like make good choices, yeah. have fun, and then two seconds later Oz kills her. Yeah, I just She's I like immediately dead. Immediately dead. <laughs> uh, that was my choice on the wish. Yeah, was Vamp Willow, and it's my choice again. Yeah. Yeah, you just really like to see uh, Allison Hannigan get killed. I think she should get a restraining order because I just like it when scary. she's in the spotlight. Oh, I yeah. just I want everything to be about her. You know, she wasn't in that movie. That was like Michael Keaton and Rachel McAdams and Mark Ruffalo. I didn't see it. Also, oh, what's his name? I can't remember now. I'll tell you next episode, guys. Okay, spoilers? No, not spoilers. What am I? Uh, cliffhanger. Cliffhanger. <laughs> spoilers. The cast of Spotlight. Okay. Say, opposite. Yeah. Cliffhanger, not spoilers. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to the Sunnydale Stacks. Please like us on Facebook. Look for us on Twitter and Instagram at Sunnydale Stacks to ask us questions or share your own opinions and memories about Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. The Sunnydale Stacks is a part of the 27th Letter Productions Network. Be sure to check out our sister podcast, Hey Do You Remember, and join us next time when we dust off enemies and earshot when we get lost in the Sunnydale Stacks. 
Again, it's the whispering in my ears. 